0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor in Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul, and today I bring you inspiration from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. This new collection of stories will help you jumpstart your holiday spirit, and today's stories will also give you a sense of how much more joyful the holidays can be if you go for less instead of more. Let's start with a story from Diana Traeger, who learned a great lesson about the joy of less from her own children. The Traegers lived in Utah in an oilfield area, and their local economy was very dependent on oil prices. One year, when the oil industry had crashed, they were facing a pretty bleak Christmas. Now, this was a family that really did understand what Christmas should be all about. Every year on the day after Christmas, they put a glass jar out, and during the year, everyone would drop in their loose pocket change or even a 10 or a 20 once in a while. Sometimes the kids would put their allowance in there, too. It was all by choice each person adding whatever he or she could. And their tradition was that on Thanksgiving weekend, they would count the money in the jar, and then they would use the money to make Christmas wonderful for a needy family. They would sneak up to that family's house and leave everything they had bought for them. The family loved doing this, and they eagerly looked forward to it all year. But this year had to be different, because the economic disaster around them had hurt their family business. There was no money to buy presents for the kids, unless they used the money in the jar. When they sat the kids down after Thanksgiving and told them, the kids were shocked. They left the room quietly, and Diana and her husband felt awful. But then the five kids filed back in. They announced that they wanted to do their gift-giving to the needy family as they always had, and they would just make each other coupons for Christmas instead of having gifts. Those kids enjoyed the giving part of Christmas so much that there was no way that they were going to give up their family tradition. On Christmas Eve, the family made their normal anonymous gift to a needy family and then went home to make coupons for each other. On Christmas morning, they had a great time opening up their coupons. Some of the coupons were serious, things like I will wash the dishes for you when it is your turn to do them, or I will carry the buckets of water to the horse trough for you. And some were funny. I will pick up your stinky socks for you before mom sees them, or I will fix your hair for you. That was from a brother to a sister, so everyone thought that was hilarious. And then some of the coupons were loving. I will give you a hug on demand. I will give you a foot massage when you get home from work. Diana says that the whole family thought it was their best Christmas ever. So Diana's family had a much smaller Christmas than usual, and they loved it. In another story from our new Christmas book, Sky Khan tells us that her family had a bigger Christmas than usual, and they didn't love it at all. Skye had gone into the Christmas season buying even more things for her children than usual. In fact, she bought so many excess gifts that she had to put some aside for future birthdays. Meanwhile, the four kids were also in a frenzied state, and the day after Thanksgiving, they had written their wish lists and included a lot of expensive gifts. Skye was really bothered by all of this, including her own shopping extravaganza. Her family actually made a point of focusing on gratitude during the month of November every year. And when they sat around the Thanksgiving table, they usually wrote down four or five things they were grateful for, and they shared them with each other. They were not supposed to be so focused on possessions. Well, Christmas came along that year, and after all the unwrapping and receiving all those gifts, not one of Skye's children seemed happy. The only bright spot that day had been the handmade gifts that the kids had made for each other and for their parents. Those took effort and thought, and those were greatly appreciated. A few days later, as they were working on their New Year's resolutions, Skye had an idea. She had read about another family that had a tradition of giving four gifts to their children. They were within the categories of a want, a need, something to wear, and something to read. That sounded so much better than the Christmas they had just experienced. So Skye's family decided to do something similar. They decided that the kids would each get three gifts. One would be a gift to learn from, one would be a gift that nurtures a passion, and one would be an heirloom gift. They also decided that they would have another rule. Three gifts in meant three gifts out each child would give away three items to a family in need. The family didn't even want to wait until the next Christmas, so they decided to redo Christmas on January 25th. They returned a lot of the gifts they had already received, and then, on their new Christmas morning in January, they really relished their three meaningful gifts. Skye says every gift was lovingly played with the entire day. With this new tradition settled, We were finally ready to bring in the new year. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You can pick up a copy of the book at Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever else you like to get your books. Look for the beautiful blue cover with an outdoor winter scene. It's so pretty that I think you'll probably use it as one of your holiday decorations. And by the way, even though we call it a Christmas book, it is filled with stories about Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, and New Year's, too. You can also head over to chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You'll see a link to the book there, and you can read all about what's inside it. I'm sharing a lot of stories from the book, so sign up for the podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. And those future episodes will be automatically downloaded into your phone. In closing, I'm Amy Newmark, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Come back next time for another couple of stories about a change in perspective. This time about learning how to let someone else be in control sometimes. From our new book about positive thinking.